With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. We're so excited you decided to join us. Um, make sure you go over and leave those five-star reviews. If you like this, go over and listen to our other podcasts like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Funnel Down Defense or Coaching Youth Hoops or whatever uh, whatever one of the seven in our, in our network that you would like to listen to. Uh, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. They are always, what I love about Dr. Dish is they're always innovating. They're always making that a little bit better and that's what that's why i think they're the best machine out there we like i've said before we own three of them and i would not be talking about them every day if i did not believe in them mention coach unplugged they'll give you 450 dollars off and they'll give you a one customer service and then also what what helps keep the lights on what helps keep everything moving is teachhoops.com um, it's for coaches who want to get better it is a one-stop shop by a basketball coach for a basketball coach um, you know, I'm always working with my team 365 days a year, working on making us better. And I want to do the same thing for you. I'm giving you resources, one-on-one calls, office hours, a roadmap per se that will help you uh, become a better coach. And we offer a 14-day free trial because I believe you should come in and kick the tires around and see if it's right for you. If it's not, that's fine. Um, but I, I guarantee that you're going to love it. All right, let's head off to the podcast. So each line has a ball. Okay, we're going to go for four minutes. All right? Yep. And this line's going to shoot a three. Yep. He's going to go get his own rebound and pass it to the next guy in this line. This guy's shooting. So they're all shooting at the same time. Yep. And so this line is shooting, going, getting a rebound, pass to the next guy in this line, then he goes and fills in. Then, you know, so they rotate. So this line shoots and passes to this line. Now, the First, other th- couple things you can get a lot of shots up doing this. 
So we have a goal that they have to make in four minutes. The beginning of the season, I tell them 35. Okay. okay. That takes a lot. I had a freshman team that was awesome one year, years ago at the other school that I coached at. We got 81 in four minutes one time as a freshman team. See, we do this as our warm-up drill for shooting before a game, but we do four lines. Okay. Um, because I hate when people just stand there and just shoot and stuff, and this is like – so we'll put a corner-corner, wing-wing. Right. We'll do four lines, and this is one of our shooting drills to start when we come out and do our warm-up. And it's boom, 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 boom. You can get a lot of shots up fast. Yeah. And what um, we do here, the added things is um, I like it because – I say it works on everything. So when you shoot and you get your rebound and pass it here, the one thing we do is you have to close out. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So the closeout shooting is a double entendre. It's closing out practice, but we're also working. So you pass it, you close out, break down and close out. Sometimes if you're a lot taller than the guy, maybe that's shooting. <laughs> You, well, we'll, I'll tell him to just close out to the side. Right. Let him get the shot off. We're not trying to block our own guy's shot. Right. Not yeah. <laughs> you know, we want to work on the acts of closing out. Right. So, and then also communicating because the balls start bouncing around. So you got to communicate. If you're getting a pass from Paul, you got to say, Paul, 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 I'm open. So you're getting down, waiting for a pass. You know what I mean? You're down in a shooting position. The passer's got to throw a good pass. Great passes make great shots. Yes. You're closing out. You're going after the ball and hustling. You're working as a team because the team has a goal to get. Right. If we don't get the goal, a down and back, and we go again. I love that. And you do that every day. Every day. And the total will increase throughout the year once they hit it. The next day it'll be 38. And then usually this year I think we got to 55 was our goal pretty much consistently. Okay. Um, so if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? If I could only do three things at practice, that's a terrific question. <laughs> I would dive after loose balls, rebound, and close out shooting. That's what I would do. Okay. Those are those those are the skills that you are you're you're yep. you you're not you have to do those. Yep. Um, so how do you practice plan? Now that we've seen a couple of them, like how do you do this? Do you like obviously you're consistent in your first forty five, but mm -hmm. how do you do this? Do you map out a week? Do you do it when you come home? Do you do it after practice? Do you do it in the morning? How do you practice? I usually plan? do it in the morning. Well, we practice every day. Again, if you look at the practice plans, we practice every day from 5.45 to 8 at our school. The girls practice early. I can't get to my school, so it just works out easier. Okay. Uh, so I'll evaluate kind of – because I'm getting home at 8 o'clock and then, you know, have some dinner or whatever, I'll think about it and sleep on it, and then the next morning I'll figure it out. And in the preseason, we tried to lay out, you know, all the things we needed to add in, like, you know, we need to start talking about, you know, man defense, help defense concepts. So by the third day, we should start putting that in. By the fifth day, we should start with our motion offense, you know, our, our fifth set, which is our four round one motion. And, and you know, by, this, by the eighth day, we should have an out-of-bounds play in, and, you know, building up to that first game to make sure that, again, we were starting completely from scratch this year. So it's, it's trying to, yeah. 
You're, you're building. All right. So let me ask a couple of questions that don't have to do with practice planning that I always love right. to ask. Um, is there one coaching moment we could dive into, like a success, a failure, something that a listener would get something out, a golden nugget? I refer to them as golden nuggets, but, um, you know, is there one coaching moment you can dive into that our audience might learn from or something? Um, it actually comes from the parent I was telling you about yeah. that went to Ireland uh, with, with that young man. <clears throat> and when I was applying for jobs, I had reached out to the father to write me. A, I, had rec I wanted recommendations from kids that played for me, people that I worked with, and parents of kids that I coached. Right. And what he had said to me was really interesting because his son's team was a good team. They weren't a great team. Two years before, I had a great team that, uh, that was really an up-and-down team. And his son's team was definitely a decidedly more slow-down team. We really didn't have a ball handler. So his son, who was our 6'4 center, actually handled the ball a lot. Okay. And I initiated the offense with him uh, just because he was really smart so he could get us into everything. And okay. one of the great things he, he wrote in this letter – I've got it somewhere. He said, you know, one of Coach de Blasio's greatest attributes is that he doesn't get stuck in his ways and he, he formulates his coaching around the team and talent that he has. And I think that's so important for high school coaches. I do. Because we're not getting – I'm just getting what I'm getting. I'm getting who shows up to the gym. Right. You yeah. know, and listen, there are a ton of things I wanted to do this year that we didn't do because we just couldn't do them. I love that. I was listening to a podcast, you know, when um, I think it was Apollo 11 where they had all the stuff in the capsule and they had to figure out how to use all that stuff to get them home. Right. The, the, uh, somebody just did that with ventilators. They literally went to Home Depot, figured mm -hmm. out everything they needed at Home Depot, took it home, and then figured out a way to make ventilators. How to make a ventilator? From the stuff you could get at Home Depot. Like, it's problem solving. It's, 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 I love mm -hmm. that. It's, um, so if you could describe your coaching philosophy, how would you describe your coaching philosophy? Overall, uh, I think, and if you listen to my podcast, we talk a lot about this, my friends are much in this, but I am too, is what, is what is our mission? Is our mission to be an extension of the classroom and the education of the young men that we have? Or is our mission to win basketball games? Winning, we all want to win games. Right. I had a great friend of mine who was a college coach. Now he works with the LA Clippers community outreach program. He said to me, why are you coaching? Are you coaching to win games? Because if you are, you'll never be satisfied because nobody's ever won all the games. Right. John Wooden didn't win all his games. He didn't coach win K, all the games. Coach K almost got his ass fired after about three. Yeah. He said, so what's your, so my coaching philosophy is that I'm an extension of the educational mission of the school. Right. And that is to create well-rounded individuals who become uh, active citizens in the country that we live in right. and become good people. And that goes back to some of these things we talked about. Well, that's what I say, too. It's like I'm trying to I'm, I want you if you're going to be a parent, I want you to be a good father someday. I want yeah. you to be a good husband someday. I want you to be a good citizen someday. I want you to come up with the solution for COVID-19. That's what I want. I don't the basketball games. You're gonna remember literally every time I fill the surveys out with my players, they remember the times more than the. They remember like if you win a state championship, whatever they win that. Yeah. They remember that stuff, but they remember 
the, you know, the hotel room or the bus trip or those are the things that they laugh about, you know, 20 years uh, later. The year I had the really good freshman team, we lost in, now again, this is somewhat foreign when I talk to people from other states. We have 64 high schools in our county. In your county? In our county. <laughs> That's we a have lot. 64 high schools. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we have a freshman county tournament. And again, we, I was at a small group, group one, single A school, one of the small schools in the county. And we were undefeated and played in the county championship game. And we lost to one of the Catholic schools that, you know, recruits kids. And that was our only loss of the season. And it came right after the Giants had won the second Super Bowl against the Patriots, 2011, 2012. Okay. And I heard Eli Manning on the radio the day before the championship game. And he said, you know, they said, what are you going to take from the season? He said, I'm not going to remember the games. I'm going to remember the times in the hotel with the team and the pranks we played on each other in the locker room. And that's, and that's what I said to a reporter after the game. I said, that's what these kids are going to remember. Fine, we lost the championship game. That's, that's great. Terrific. It wasn't in the cards for us to win. That's fine. But they're going to remember everything else. Right. And, I, I, and in I, fact – one of, the, one of the young men from that team, uh, two years ago, it'll be two years of September, died in a car accident oh. at 21 years old. And the, the day it happened, I, I went over to the house where a bunch of the kids were congregating and some of the parents. And we didn't talk about a single game. They talked about the crazy stuff I said to them in practice and yelling at them in the locker room. And, but we didn't talk about the physical games. you know. And this was only five, six years later so here's what I do when I, when I speak at clinics and stuff and I talk about relationships and all that, I said, take 30 seconds right now in your head and picture the best coach you've ever had. Okay. So then I give them 30 seconds. And then I say to the person next to you, describe that coach, describe that great coach that you had. And I give them like 10 seconds to go do that. And then I said, I bet every one of you, when you did that, weren't describing X's and O's. You weren't right. describing how they ran their man offense. You were describing how they made you feel and the relationship you had with them. It wasn't like coach ran the best man offense, like <laughs> because that's not what you remember. Like, right. you know, uh, you remember how they made you feel, what it was like, you know, all those kind of things. So that's what it's like. I think you're right. It's, it's, um, we're building, we're building citizens. Basically we're building good people, mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, and that's what I think. And I think that goes back to this kid that with the soccer thing, 10 years from now, he's, I think he's going to look back at that as a positive, you know, when he grows up, he will. And the thing is here, he, he, every kid I've cut, most of the kids I've cut have realized why I've cut them. Most of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or the hard discussions I've had to have of why you're not playing mm -hmm. later. It sometimes it takes five years for some of them. Sometimes it takes 15 there's still a handful that still mm -hmm. will never get it. I'm just the worst coach ever. But most of them eventually realize that, you know, this is the way it is, blah, blah, blah. You know, I needed to learn that lesson, um, you know, and they move on. That's, that's I, I threw a kid out of a freshman practice my first year as coaching freshman. And there were a couple of kids that came from another town, which was about four or five miles away. And it's the dead of winter in New Jersey, like Wisconsin. It's very cold. And I threw this kid, Tristan, out of practice. I don't remember why, but I did. And he had to walk home to the other town because his parents weren't around to come pick him up. And their senior year, the one kid who I have a great relationship with to this day, he wrote me a letter. Uh, and, and one of the things that he said, he said, 
when you threw Tristan out of that practice freshman year, I didn't understand why, but now I understand. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad made me do that from the little league field when I was a kid. I remember that. <laughs> was he press Maravich? It's like, <laughs> go home. Um, all right. So I'm going to do rapid fire with you right now. Usually I, I'm going to ask you a question and usually these are relatively short responses, but some okay. of them all right. What's your favorite brand of basketball? The actual ball you play with. Can we curse on this podcast? You, you, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, I'm going to say no, so I don't have to do the bad ratings on iTunes. <laughs> I don't give a rip. Okay. If you can shoot, it goes in the hoop, no matter what basketball it is. It okay. ain't the basketball. You don't have a favorite error. one. You don't have nope, a feel one. Care. You weren't nope. a shooter. I'm going to go on nope. record. Coach was not a nope. shooter. Nope, I wasn't. <laughs> Shooters have a feel. Okay, so so here's my. You know what I did? I dove on the floor for loose balls and I got rebounds. <laughs> so here's what I tell all the high school coaches out there: you use the ball that they're using in the most important game of the year, which is the state championship game. Right. Whatever ball that is, use that one all year. If it doesn't matter, use that ball because hopefully you're playing in the state championship, and they're using a Spalding or a Bodden or whatever. They wouldn't. They wouldn't let us buy tickets to the state championship game this year. <laughs> Oh, one word, one word to describe your ideal player. Tough. Okay. One sporting event in the entire world. What would you go to and why? The British open 150th anniversary at St. Andrews in two years. Are you going? Because it's the British open and it's at St. Andrews. I've walked St. Andrews with my wife. Oh, unbelievable. I've walked across the bridge, the little bridge. Swoken Swoken Bridge. I've walked across it. Yeah, Sundays, Sundays it's open to people. Yeah. It's like a pick people. A buddy of mine's been there. Yeah. And people picnic. My handicap's not good enough to golf there. So, no, I would would just picnic. That's fine. It's awesome. It is. St. Andrews is terrific. It's one of those places. And I I used to golf a lot more before I took coaching up, but I used to go. It's one of those places you can just feel it. Like, you know what I mean? You can like. I've been to Augusta. Have you been to Augusta? I have not been to Augusta. I've been to the Masters four times. And right. You, you, like you literally, when you walk into Augusta's property, you talk quieter. You genuflect. Like, it's just like. (laughs) How is that to watch it? It's unbelievable. And where'd you stay? In Atlanta? No, I stay. No, I. I'm sorry. When I when I went there, I lived in Columbia, South Carolina, only an hour away. So oh, so, oh, that's yeah. easy then. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no place to stay there, from what I hear. No, well, I have an uncle that lives there. That's how I got the tickets. And then one time my dad flew down. One time my brother flew down. Okay. We went, and it's but yes, much like St. Andrews. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. Um, favorite pregame meal? Doritos. Uh, <laughs> peanut, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I eat every day for lunch. Oh, I wish I could. My son's allergic to peanuts. I, I miss, uh, I miss peanut butter. It's the easiest butter. thing to make at six in the morning before I, you go to school, I know. right? I miss, just... I miss peanut butter. Um, one skill not being taught in today's game. Uh, the rules of the game. And what do you mean by that? Kids don't know the rules because kids only watch highlights. It's <laughs> true. That is true. <laughs> Any sport. Any kids sport. don't know the rules of the game. They watch highlights of – my son's 18. He's going to a little Ivy school. He's a really bright kid. I go downstairs. He's watching another – he's watching a YouTube channel of a kid playing a video game. I go, first of all, why don't you at least play the game when you're watching someone play the game and then talk about it? It's like 
ah, just, I don't know. I'm, I sound like, get off my porch. Get off my porch. Get like, off my lawn. Old man yeah. yells at cloud. <laughs> yes. It's like, Jesus. I'm not even that. I'm only 42 and my friends already say that to me. <laughs> um, one thing you do to relax. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, one thing I do to, uh, to relax is uh, stand up comedy. Does that relax you? It absolutely does. I, get, I don't get nervous. I, don't, I love just being on stage and telling jokes. And if people laugh, they laugh. If they don't, they don't. Mostly your, I want them how, to feel how do you feel about your set right now? I'm working on new stuff because I, I don't do it during basketball season. It's okay. kind of like a hiatus. It's like a three-month hiatus, which is nice. Kind of breaks it up. So I just kind of write throughout the winter. And then when I emerge again in March to the comedy scene, it's all new material. So I I'm tell people it's a little bit of a math problem because once a joke, once you get a joke to work, it's always going to work. Yeah. <laughs> my, my biggest thing is I like to, I always say this, I like to make my audience feel uncomfortable a little bit. I like 25% of the audience to not get the joke because then the other 75% laugh at the joke and laugh at the 25% of the people not getting it. <laughs> okay, that'd be interesting. So I have like a lot of obscure references and a lot of them are thinkers, not, not, you know, not like deep, deep thinkers, but like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one of my best closing jokes that I use. Like, do you, and again, if you don't get the reference, I'm going to ask you before the joke, do you know who Kate Spade is? Yeah. Kate Spade is, um, my wife has a Kate Spade purse. Right. Do you know what happened to Kate Spade? She committed suicide, I believe. Right. She hung herself. Yes. Okay. So I do one liners is my big thing that I've really okay. gotten into. And so I, again, she, if she was from New York, so around here, this joke really works really well. I say, uh, I was reading on the internet the other day that the Kate Spade line is coming out with a new line of handbags. They hang themselves. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I get groans and I'll walk off. I'll hear the groans and go, yep, thank you. I'm out of here. Perfect. <laughs> Not the most PC one, but yes, I, yeah. See, but that, but you're, you're, you're right. You're, that's pretty narrow that like, I, I, I probably put myself in the 75% of who knows who she is and then right. how she died. It's probably 10% of the population actually knows how she died. Right. And you say, I had a producer tell me this uh, last August with I had jokes and other jokes like that. You said, it's not the most PC joke, but he said, what you do, he goes, you take the audience to the edge. And then they're saying the punchline in their head. He goes, so you're actually putting it on the audience. I didn't say anything about. Right. Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's good. And, and do you, how long is your set? Like 10, 15 minutes? Oh, I mean, I, if I really had to, I could do 25 to 30 minutes. You now, could. Of really good stuff. 
and then you just keep doing the same stuff? Well, like last summer I did, and then you know it's like kind of seasonal. And then you and then you th- then you throw out some and put new ones in. Yeah, I have about five new minutes right now that I'm working on. Okay, because I tell I tell my math students it's like a math thing. Like, yeah, if you get 15 minutes, it, you can ride that 15 minutes forever, and then you just throw in new ones. And if they bomb three times, but also just... math wise, it's it's also sequencing, which is you know obviously mathematics. It's right. How you yeah. sequence the jokes. It's the flow. It's mm-hmm. the, yeah, it is. There's definitely a flow to it. And, it's, and especially with the one-liners, it's really, it's really a puzzle piece. You know, it's really a puzzle that you have to It's Carrot piece. Top, man. I'm telling you. I've, <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen him in person? I know, I know he's not, like, in the comic world, but it is literally machine gun. He keeps pulling props out. And, yeah. And, and the thing is, the thing about him is why he's underappreciated is they're all, like, if he was doing it right now, it'd all be about COVID nineteen. Like, right? He's he's, he's not pulling. He's got some ones that I've always seen when he does it, but he's always pulling out jokes, and it's like, oh, that one didn't work. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> he is pretty funny in person. Um, I was more, I was more like observational Seinfeldish, mm-hmm. um, more like what it was like to be a teacher because teacher being a teacher ain't in a high school. I don't have a lot of teacher stuff. People always ask me that. I don't like. It, it, it's, but you're not in high school. I was. I have been in high school. High schools are funny, man. I'm telling you. It is like, I, I, I walk into one of my classes, I go, I could do 10 minutes on this class. because <laughs> th- Now, I'd have to change the names to protect the innocent. You, gotta protect the innocent. you guys are like, like, seriously, like, John over here, I could make fun of you for five minutes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's five minutes worth of material. Like, look at how you're dressed. You're dressed like my grandma. You know, what the hell? <laughs> It's like, I mean, that's what they don't get. It's like, that's what, it was very observational. High school stuff. Yeah. If you listen, that's the key is to listen. Yes. They like, oh my God, it is mean girls 10 times 20. It's like the girls will eat each other. Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are crazy at that, yeah. at that age. I was um, in an all girls high school for two and a half years. So how much do you drink at night? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can't imagine. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, Bobby Knight says the best coaching job is at an orphanage. So, um, (laughs) it's true. 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 Don't have the parents. Um, One coaching technique you consider important. The relationships you have with your kids. I'm telling you, it's an underlying people don't, it's not about X's and O's people. It isn't. There's talk about, not I would say this, you. you can yell at any kid on your team. If he knows you care about him. Yep. If he knows, if you, he knows back, you truly care about yep. him. And that's, I'm telling you, I was, I've been talking to coaches for the last two weeks. That is the biggest part I'm missing right now is I'm not sure I'm going to have that connection next year. Cause I'm not spending that time with them right now when it's out of yeah. season. Like I, and I think my core is good because they we spent so much time together. But it's like they got to know you got their back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you're coming, it's like parenting. It's no different than parenting. It's like for me, yeah. this was such an important off season. It's yeah. gonna be my first full off season with this group, and it's just it's yeah. I mean, I, I can't nothing I can do about it. But I know it's um uh, best basketball player you've seen in person. Uh, I've seen them all, fortunately. 
I've seen LeBron James play. I saw Steph Curry play when he was at Davidson. I saw LeBron James in the Cavs. I saw Kobe Bryant. I've seen Michael Jordan. I've seen Larry Bird. I've seen Magic Johnson. And I never saw Kareem. Or Bill Russell, probably. Or Bill Russell. But my favorite basketball player of all time, or I think it's the best basketball player of all time, is Irvin Magic Johnson. So I'll say Magic. And I and and here's well, I'm I'm biased because Wesley's on the Bucks right now, but I think there's 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 pieces of Giannis that remind me of Magic. He's yes. not there yet. He's not there yet. He's only 23 or 24, but his work ethic, his skill, the way he sees the court, how he wants to win. There's some. I mean, he could be in that category at some. Yeah, point. Magic yeah. was special. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin's basically going to give it with Giannis the state, so he can have Wisconsin yeah. <laughs> if you stay. Here you go. Yeah. Take, take the state capital. You just stay. Um, favorite. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that one. Uh, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Going to watch other coaches practice. And what do you get from that? You just get ideas. You, you see how they structure things. You, I mean, yeah, you can get some technical drills, but you just see how – they operate their practice. Like you said, do they coach in the middle of the floor? What do their assistant coaches do? I'm lucky there's a division three school here. That's pretty good. Ramapo college. And uh, I've worked a lot of, I've worked their camps for the last 10 summers and I've become really close with the coach and I go up there three or four times a year to watch practice, you know? And again, like I said, you can take something technical from it, but it's more taking how each person operates practice. Yeah, and it's I tell people just take a piece, just take a piece. You know, yeah. To go back to my resume, and I think I wrote it on the doc I sent you. You know, I watched Tubby Smith practice every day for a year. Eddie Fogler practice every day for a year. Dave Odom practice every day for seven years. Darren Horn practice every day for a year. I think I wrote it on there. That's almost fifteen hundred wins in college basketball. Right. So you know, (laughs) no better teaching tool than that. Right, and then but but you're but you got to be you. Like you got to right. be you like that you, you run in your practice. What we just went over for the last hour is you, that's your practice. That's mm-hmm. what you do. That's why I want to, that's why I'm partly, I'm doing this just so people can see there's, this is not PC either, but there's more than one way of skinning a cat. Like there's yes. more than one way of doing something. They can Absolutely. all work. Um, uh, best game you've seen in person. Oh, best game of any sport or basketball any, any sport any best game you see uh, well a uh, little bit of personal reason uh university of virginia beating florida state for their first acc loss in football in 1995 my best friend was playing at uva at the time okay and florida state had joined the acc and run through the league for five years but i was also at the uh kansas memphis national championship game Ooh. Yeah, I, I put my Virginia game last year, at least the semis probably. I mean, that NCAA, we went to that, and I took my son to that. But Oh, it, wow. That was a great – Tony's just – Virginia's just – yeah. Anyway. I Every day I want to coach more like Tony Bennett. I, know, I love And I don't him. think I can coach one 7,000 men like Tony Bennett. He just thinks – yeah. He's like his father. <laughs> it's, just, it's genetic. Um, what's your favorite quote? I think I have it here, but – yeah, a life is not important except in the light, in the except in the impact it has on ever on others' lives. Jackie Robinson, who hangs in my living room right over here, with that quote. I love that. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Uh, 
quiet. I'm going to say quiet. Quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Pause. You can't, dead silence on podcasts are bad. I had to fill it. Yeah, sorry. no, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We were just talking about that today, it's, my brother and I. It's like, you can't have that silence or I'm going to have to edit it out. It's, it's okay. Experimental. Oh. Ooh, I like that. And why do you say experimental? Because I'm always willing to try new things. I think that's important. I mean, that's important in life, too. Um, best basketball coach of all time. Best basketball coach of all time. It's hard not to say Mike Krzyzewski. Yep. I, I, <laughs> I, I would put him in that category. He's, I mean, he's in the discussion. There's no he, way he's not in the discussion. He's in the discussion. I think it's one of those things you, can, you could have a, a podcast about just that, I think. Um, one, one book you'd recommend. My Losing Season by Pat Conroy. I have that on my bookshelf behind me. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's one of the best books ever written. It's definitely the best book written for sports and for coaches and for athletes. I would love to get to a point – again, there's some wackadoos. I'd love to get to a point where my team practices in the morning before school. That's what I would love to get to a point where I, where I have enough cachet to do that. I would also love to get to a point where throughout the season we could read a book together as a team. And why would you want to do practice before? Uh, I think the initial first week would be tough, but I think you would have kids' attention much better in the morning before school. I think they would perform better in school because they'd be up, they'd be awake, they would have just exercised for two hours. Um, you don't think they'll be tired? No, I think they would just adjust to it and – you know, once you have a kid as a freshman, he would know sophomore year, he's got to start going to bed earlier. And you tell them, listen, you come in, we practice for two hours hard in the morning, you go to school and at three o'clock, you go home. Right. You don't worry about anything else. I love that. Yeah. I, I'm going to think about that. I mean, we've done it. I just haven't done it consistently because it seems right. like they're dragging sometimes. And it's like, oh, by seventh hour, I'm trying to like get them moving. Um, <laughs> what's one thing you tell a young coach? Or your, or your young self, either way. Oh. Just be flexible. Yeah. Be, you know, be adaptable. Adapt okay. Is there, is there one specific thing that helped you become a better coach? Is there one specific thing? I think, you know, I think, I, I think one skill that helps us become better at anything we do, I think uh, not just – the specific things that you and I have, we're both teachers, we're both coaches. Uh, you're a parent. I'm not a parent, but listening. I think listening is a skill that can improve everything in your life. I do too. All right. So one parting word for the, for the podcast listeners, coach, other than the two of us are long winded. Uh, as Jesse Ventura famously said, win if you can lose, if you must, but always cheat. <laughs> No, that's <laughs> <laughs> go find the six eleven kid that lives in uh, in in New York City or something. I don't know. There's yeah. probably some good playgrounds, and if you're five minutes from New York, there's got to be some players. Yeah, there are. They don't go to my school. Uh, <laughs> no, be you know what with with all this stuff out there. I'm not just saying it because I'm on this, but with, with all these you know podcasts and videos, and again, don't be afraid to go listen to these things. Go watch videos. Go you know, see how a coach does this, see how a coach does that. You know, like you said, there's more than one. None of us have this mastered. 
No, nobody has it mastered. What I tell people too is like, I've almost been overwhelmed with all the free clinics and all the free stuff that I've been watching. It's overwhelming to me. And I've been coaching yeah. for 30 years. So what you have to do is, you, so what I've gone down to is like, I'm not going to watch more than one thing a day. I'm going to pick something mm -hmm. I think I need to focus on because otherwise I'm like, I'm grabbing all this stuff and it's like, it's all this noise. It's like, I got to get through all the noise and just kind of mm -hmm. like work on that, work on this, work on that, read a book. Right. You know, don't don't think you know everything. Yeah, you'll never that's know. Big with young, that's big with young coaches. They well, I think I, think I, I, I obviously knew more in my 20s than I do in my 50s. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really? up here, I, I definitely thought I did. I don't know anything now, mm -hmm. it feels like. But All right, thank you, Coach. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like. Jump up and down. Do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.